Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. As we are doing a dinosaur-themed podcast on this time, we thought we would get an extra special guest star in to introduce our podcast. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Nick Cutter, the lead star of the program Primeval. Hello, Nick Cutter speaking. I'm so pleased that Staggering Stories invited me to introduce this podcast. I am absolutely bowled over and... Welcome, 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 dear listeners, one and all, to this, the latest in a long line of Staggering Stories podcasts. I'm Crumbly, and where is everyone else? I'm there. I'm Adam. And I'm afraid I am merely Keith tonight, mm. which is just us, yes. the, the stalwarts, the, the <laughs> yeah, old the, guard. The stalewarts. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> that. that too, probably. Perhaps I should change my aftershave. Ah. <laughs> so where is everyone, sort of? Um, dead. Um, dead. Dead. Yes. And, um, dead. Dying. Dying. Uh, not, not dead yet. She's not dead yet. She's reincarnated. Oh, yeah. She was rather knackered. Bring it up to your dead. Mm. I'm not dead, dead yet. <laughs> I feel happy. <laughs> anyway, dear listeners, without further ado, missing podcast members and very slow guest stars besides, <laughs> it's the news with El Presidente. <laughs> We've got to, we've got to make up from missing Hurrah, people. Huzzah! Huzzah! <laughs> Kapla! <laughs> Kaplam. Spider-Man! Nope. New TV series in the works. Oh. Amazon Prime Video is keen on sticky superheroes, it seems, as they are working on not one, but two Spider-Man spin-off streaming TV series. First up is Silk, Spider Society, based on Marvel's character of Silk, a.k.a. Cindy Moon, who was bitten by the very same radioactive spider as Peter Parker. She can shoot webs for her, her fingertips and move around at lightning speed. <laughs> now they've added another series, namely Spider-Man Noir. <laughs> this will apparently give us a 1930s version of Spider-Man, bitten by a spider from a spider-god idol. <laughs> In the comics and Into the Spider-Verse film, this was an alternate universe, Peter Parker, but in this version, perhaps for the sake of sanity, he will have a different identity. Why are these going into Amazon rather than Disney+, Plus? you might ask? Sony. <laughs> uh-huh. Expect more news on these later in the year, though perhaps nothing on screen for a while yet. Yes, it's really interesting. Yeah, I know 
Spider-Man is under the Sony umbrella, wranglement, legal mm, things, and yeah. shiting. But yeah, I, I wonder what the behind-the-scenes reaction for this is. <laughs> yeah. Certainly at Disney. I didn't realise they had rights to the TV version too. Ah, because obviously they got the film rights. They got film and rights. Kept hold of those really yeah. quite carefully, and obviously working in collaboration with Disney. Yeah. Marvel for a, a bit at least for the, the proper Spider-Man films themselves, but yeah, hmm. presumably they're just doing their own thing here. Well, I've never heard Amazon. of these. I mean, just... I, yeah, I, I've yeah, I have heard of uh, Silk and mm. Noir. Yeah, yeah, Noir was in Into the Spider-Verse. Wasn't yeah. It? Played by Nick Cage on the. Oh, inter- right. he, he was the black and white one who mm. was fascinated with the Rubik's Cube. Yeah, ten of us will be in black and white. It might be. You, you well, never know. Huh. Sepia. It should be in sepia. Sepia. Because it was nineteen yes. thirties. So. Yeah, and the yeah. lines going down the screen. As well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm familiar with noir because uh, I've read various bits and pieces and actually played games. Oh, with the Spider-Man mm-hmm. noir, they mm. did a sort of a, a, an into the. Spider-Verse style game Mm -hmm. roughly when the comic came out so this was a couple of years before the film Mm -hmm. and I know distantly of Silk due to the comic crossover but that's sort of after my time yeah but yeah it'll be intriguing Mm. would it be better than the 70s Spider-Man TV I, I series? I think so. Because Hammond, wasn't that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. All I remember is the cartoon series. Oh, no, no, I, I remember him climbing up the wall and he seemed to have been hoisted really, Yeah, up. he wasn't yeah. properly attached to the wall. No, he was, he, he was run, running up the wall about one foot Yeah, one foot out. away. <laughs> yeah. Neat trick if you can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was interesting, that one was. But, yeah, would it be it sort of stone standalone? Would it connect into other... Marvel things. Well, presumably it's going to connect into or their... other Sony. Oh, no. I'm, Sony, I'm just, yeah. I'm just remind, yeah. reminded of the 60s Batman series where yeah, him and Robin are walking up the wall. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> With the extra special guest star of the week leaning yeah, out. Leaning out, out the window. Window. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, hopefully it's not going to be that. <laughs> but you never know. Mm, think, you know yeah. With Morbius and uh, Venom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Films, yeah. Mm. Anyway. Indeed. Avenue 5, cancelled. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Surprising nobody after HBO allowed actor contracts to lapse, Avenue 5 is officially... Dead. dead. Mm. The sci-fi comedy saw Hugh Laurie's fake star cruiser captain face the reality of having to take charge yeah. when their little jaunt around the solar system goes horribly wrong, extending the cruise from eight weeks to several years. Yeah. The first season aired originally in early 2020, finishing days before lockdowns happened around the world. The second season was delayed and came out over two and a half years later. In the final weeks of 2022, this cannot have helped its chances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In typical corporate talk, HBO said of this cancellation, Going to space with Armando Iannucci has been an incredible journey. While we are not be moving forward with the third season of Avenue 5, we look forward to many more adventures together. Indeed, creator Armando Iannucci is already working on a new HBO comedy called The Franchise. (laughs) This more down-to-earth series will chronicle the making of a superhero film. Interesting what to do with that. Yeah. Yeah, big shame about Avenue no. 5. Uh, presumably they didn't get back. There was talk at the end of last year about them doing a third season. Yeah. But it yeah. obviously didn't get anywhere. Well, uh, the, they had plans for one. They've had a lot of travel because I, I think also between the first season and second season, not only did we have lockdown, but the sets burnt down. Yeah. Ah. 
I, it's I not think, good. I think they lost one set. I think it might actually have been between the pilots and yeah. the first and the first proper episode. It's watch. I've recently come up with the second series. It's still good, but I don't think it has quite the edge of the first. Oh, okay. the first did. Yeah, I've not seen it. I must catch it, but uh, yeah, it, it still certainly has its moments where the. Uh, I don't want to say thick and stupid, but the uh, the lowest common denominator seems to have uh, sway on what goes on with the ship. Uh-huh, yeah, mm. yeah. Well, that's it. There's not much no. news, but there's some addendums. Ooh. There is? There are some addendums. Oh, lay your addendum lay on, on us, me, yes. baby. Okay, the, the big one is, is DC, with James Gunn having yep. now charted the early stages of his reign, as it were. He's come up with about 10 projects, I think, several films and TV series. Superman Legacy... Which should come out in 2025, which would be a kind of origin story for Clark Kent as he comes from Metropolis and sort of stuff. Yeah. The Authority. Don't know anything about that comic book at all. Vaguely familiar. Wildstorm mm. characters, whatever that yeah. is. DC I, in print. I, yeah, I think it, Wildstorm was part of the DC print house, but it was separated so they could do slightly more edgier stuff. Right. Okay. Ah. The Authority, presumably, is some kind of supergroup. Yeah. Uh, the Brave and the Bold. Oh, which is Batman, Batman. and oh. his son, Robin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there was a TV cartoon there, there series. There was a cartoon series, yeah. yeah. Supergirl, World of Tomorrow. A rework of Supergirl, yep. where she doesn't grow up on Earth, I think. Oh. There's so many different versions of Supergirl's yeah, yeah, history. That, You've got, you got the Elseworld, so it's, i.e., their version of different... Yeah. The, the what-ifs. Yeah. There's Swamp Thing. Mm, blimey. Getting a film? A film? Mm, there's already been a Swamp Thing, thing film. But, oh. but there's been... A, there yeah. was a Swamp Film... A Swamp Film Thing... Back in the eighties, yes, they tried a TV series only then, a few years back. Yeah, there was a TV series that they do did. I think was cancelled before it's shown. <laughs> yeah, I think that was. But right, it yeah. got, sh- which is sort of standard for DC these days. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but bad. it has been shown. It it is around somewhere. I've seen it hmm. streaming somewhere. They've got some TV series, mm-hmm. yeah, an animated one called Creature Commandos. No, nope. I have no idea. No idea. That's totally new on me. Doctor Phosphorus, uh, Eric Frankenstein. Bride of Frankenstein, G.I. Robot, Weasel. <laughs> Not uh, I Am Weasel. <laughs> yeah. A live-action TV series called Waller, based off no, the character. Of DC. From oh, uh, DC, Suicide um, Squad yeah. films, the two films. Yeah, Suicide Squad, yeah. And uh, Peacemaker TV series. Uh, Lanterns, which is a Green Lanterns yeah, film yeah. TV series, rather. Mm-hmm. Based on two Green Lanterns on Earth, apparently. Paradise Lost, which is a, a Wonder Woman prequel set in Themyscira before... Diana's birth. Mm. Okay. It's games are throny. Okay. Mm. Kind of intrigue yeah. amongst all the Amazonian women or whatever they're called. Uh, okay. And Booster Gold, who's, I gather, a superhero from the future. He comes back with high tech. Okay. Mm. And tries to make himself out to be a great superhero when he's using tech. Yeah. Like Batman, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's meant to be a bit of a, well, a loser in reality. I wish them every luck. <laughs> yeah. So, he, yeah, he's got plans. Nothing particular particularly stands out for me but no no we'll see yeah exactly and they are continuing with the batman sequel and mm-hmm. joker sequel, joker sequel. Mm-hmm. which are now branded elseworld oh. they're just making it up <laughs> as they go along yeah. <laughs> so those aren't part of this yeah. new dc universe yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they're their own thing the minor addendum that tags into that slightly i yeah. have is over this weekend as we're recording we've had the american super bowl oh yeah so yeah. a mm. whole shed 
shitload of trailers have dropped. Oh, good grief. <laughs> including the next Flash film yeah. with Ezra Miller. Not Put Sam it, Jones. Putting, putting all baggage to one side yeah. for a moment. It is intriguing that it's got Ben Affleck again as Batman. Yeah, because he, he gets, get out the role, but okay. He keeps, <laughs> seems, to, seems to keep leaving the role and then coming back. Yeah, yeah. But it's Off also... small parts. But it's also, which is quite interesting, has Michael Keaton in it as yeah. Batman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, so again, the it's an older 70s Batman mm-hmm. and it <laughs> looks like it could be used as a point to shut down the Snyderverse mm-hmm. and spring off the James Gunn the and, James uh, Gunniverse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's multiple timelines, multiple situations, Flash travels back in time and it inadvertently changes something Which that causes... Which comics and Crisis Infinity Earth. It's Crisis, sort of it's mm-hmm. Crisis is Infinity Earth on the comic and was done on the TV series yeah. with the, oh God, recently... The Arrowverse did... I can't... Did yeah, the, Arrow, the, Arrow, the Arrowverse version. I'm just trying to remember the name of the actor yeah. who plays the Flash, but I can't. Because I'm old. Uh, We're all old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look it up and tell us. <laughs> so, yeah, that... Grant Gustin, is that something like that? Indiana Jones trailer, which looks wonderful. Oh, I, right, yeah. I know people... With, with CG... Uh... <laughs> um, excuse me. I The last Indiana Jones film, I didn't really have any problems with. That is my confession here and mm. now. I need to rewatch it. I wasn't impressed at the time, but... Uh... It, mm. it is completely in keeping with what's gone before, so I had no problems. Mm. Yeah, um, well, I do remember you saying sort of you thought it was a little bit overladen with special effects. It was a bit CG heavy. Yeah, a bit yeah. CG uh, heavy. The, the yeah. only thing, the only thing that struck me as CG heavy really was the monkeys. Oh, mm-hmm. That's the only thing. Otherwise, it's in keeping with everything else. The ants carrying people away and stuff mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> and uh, what was it? We've also had uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, mm-hmm. which yeah. again looks... Interesting. I, I I want to see that. It's one of the ones I want to see. Mm. Oh, yeah. And there's um, Ant Man Quantum Mania yeah, as well. Ant Man Quantum Mania. That's out at the moment, or imminently out within the next couple of days. I think it's certainly this month. Yeah, and also Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Amongst Thieves, which looks interesting. I, yes. It's one I, I think I want to catch. The mm. Cuspel Honor, though. But apart from that. <laughs> <laughs> Any other addendums? I have one final one. Oh, no, go go for it. Go for your... Lay it on us, yes. Rick and Morty. Ah, yes. The co-creator, Justin Roiland, has been fired or stepped away. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. There are allegations against... Quite serious allegations Allegations. against in his personal life of things he's done to to women and God knows what else. Reading up the articles, there's quite a lot coming out from this and uh, from the Rick and Morty side of it, he barely has any uh, involvement on the creative side yeah, no, and only not, turns yeah. up to do voices these days. Yeah, and even those he records at home. Yeah. Mm. yeah <laughs> Nobody so. sees him ever. Yeah. Really? Apparently. Um. But, the, but the thing about Rick and Morty is yeah. they can do an episode where everyone swaps their voice. Yeah. Mm. And then at the end of it, they get, Rick and Morty get new voices which are close enough, these will do. Yeah. You know, so they can e- <laughs> easily write him out. Yeah. He's not essential. He does both Rick, Morty and many other characters, I yeah. think. But, but it's, it's not only Rick and Morty Morty's dropped him. I think he's uh, lost quite a lot of lot of work. Yes, various he's things. He's got quite an empire going, and he stepped away from most of it. Mm-hmm. Had quite yeah, a, yeah, had, had yeah, being the operative word. Yeah. Huh? I suppose he still gets paid as co-creator. He mm-hmm. still gets spotty mm-hmm. named as executive mm-hmm. producer, or whatever. But yeah. In reality, he's not got much to do with any of it anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting how that comes 
along. Yeah, it's quite disappointing, but yeah, it's hard to know what the a, truth is. But there's a lot of smoke. Yeah, it's an a, awful lot of smoke. Yeah, <laughs> it's the trouble is, tr- real life is getting the way, getting in the way of my enjoyment. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, but yeah, they've got seventy odd episodes. Yeah, they, to, to, they to, they've recently been commissioned. Haven't recommissioned they? seventy odd more episodes yeah. before they <laughs> Adult Swim. So yeah, assuming they don't pull the plug. And there's no reason why they should. I, it's an easy fix. They can get round this. Yeah. Because, like I said, if he had no real creative input anymore... Yeah, Dan Harmon. Yeah. The, well, the, the real brains behind the, it. The, yeah, has been the driving force again. Yeah, watch this space, yes. Mm. So, thus endeth the news. Woo. Dear listeners, we've been watching a DVD... Or, if you're rich, a Blu-ray. Not out on Blu-ray yet. Not out. Oh, mm, season mm, surprise, rather. Yeah. Yes, it's got dinosaurs in it. It, it has, has indeed. Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that don't move very much. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> We've been watching Invasion of the... Du- uh, I'll say that again. I was going to say Invasion of the du- Daleks. <laughs> <laughs> We've been watching Invasion of the Dinosaurs. Pause for music. This was, what is it, 74? Yes, and it shows. Well, again... <laughs> January to February, 74. No, no, no disrespect for it, but again, it's showing eyes bigger than their stomach. Yeah. It's a very, very mm. ambitious thing oh, to grief, do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Certainly on a shoe, uh, shoestring BBC budget. Mm, well, yeah. And mm. no special effects quality at that time. <laughs> yeah. Well, for 1974, it was passable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. probably. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's you a you big don't thing. sound too convinced. <laughs> it's a big thing everybody thinks about. The moment you think about this story is the rubbish dinosaurs. Well, yeah. But actually, yeah. it is a bit of a problem, but well, that was certain charm. In its, in its defence, the only one that I think was really rubbish... The T-Rex. The, yeah, it was the T-Rex. Yeah. The other ones... Yeah were passable. You the, could yeah, yeah, possibly... The Stegosaurus, you know, you could possibly the Stegosaurus, yeah. the Triceratops, and the Brontosaurus. Yes, you yeah. got mm. a rough idea of what it is. Yeah. Whereas the T-Rex sort of more looked like a duck. It's a bit goofy, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was, a bit, it was very tall for a T-Rex yeah. as well. And, and unfortunately, because the T-Rex is the one that all the kids know, mm. because it's the big, terrible lizard, yes. it's yeah. the one they use the most of. Mm, yeah. yeah. The others were herbivores. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's yeah. The... So they needed a carnivore. Yeah, yeah you, you might uh, accidentally get squashed if one of the mm. others stepped on you. Well, but that, yeah. that was about it. Yeah. Now, one thing that surprised me, but, um, I haven't, you know, I haven't watched it for years and years and years. And you know, so, being the being the pauper that I am, that can only afford a D, uh, D, DVD. The first episode was in black and white. Yes. Well, and it was just it was the, just called do, Invasion. Do, yeah. Do you know why it's in black and white? No. I know why it's in black you and too. white. Go for it, yeah. yeah. The eight-part Patrick Charlton story is mm-hmm. called Invasion. Yeah. And that they decided to wipe. Mm-hmm. The first part of Invasion of the Dinosaurs is only called Invasion to keep the dinosaurs secret. Ah. And, you know, because they don't really enter the story until mm. the end of the first yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. So that's why that is called Invasion. And then some spart, uh, spug at the BBC goes, we're going to wipe Invasion. So that's that one. Oh, we've got another one here. We'll wipe that as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the only Pertwee one story to be wiped. Mm. Simply because... 
It's called Invasion. Mm -hmm. They wiped all the Doctor Who Invasion stories at one time. Oh, good grief. So they threw it into the fire mm. accidentally. Oh. We did lose a fair few other poetries, didn't we? Uh, like Ambassador of Death, we only had in black and white for a time. I think yeah. I could be mistaken. I, I possibly could be mistaken, yeah. But that's, that's the reason why this episode was wiped and the rest is in colour. Mm -hmm. It's because that particular one was thrown off with uh, the rest of the invasion of the oh, Cybermen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Very strange. It goes against a normal policy. So it's always of the Daleks. Mm. Yeah. You know, yes. you see the Daleks right at the end of the first episode yeah. every time. Yeah. It's a draw in the name. Yeah. The dinosaurs would be the same, and they draw people in, but yeah, they didn't no, do that for some reason. Mm. Some, somebody somewhere thought, we're going to keep it a secret, so it's going to be a surprise. Yeah. Mm. You know. Yes. Unusual for them, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, if it was shown today with special effects updated and mm, whatever, yes. yeah, yeah. there would be a lot of outcry of how woke it is. <laughs> the, the, the reason why they're taking... Non-binary dinosaurs. They're trying to rewind the earth. Oh, the right, little yeah, speech yeah. Was from uh, John Pertwee right yes. at the end. Mm. Woke is not a new thing. No, it's well, not no. It, really? No. It is very environmentally yeah. conscious. Oh, good yeah. Yeah. That is mm. hardly the only one in Pertwee's time that is. Oh, God, mm. no, no, that, that was a, a long shot. It's a common theme. And the mm. Green Death and is points out in my mind most of all. But yeah, mm, yeah. Inferno. Yeah. yeah, all manner of yeah, sort of per you know, Pertwee era ones. Yeah, yeah. I think we should sort of briefly touch upon what the story is about. Yeah, mm. everyone's looking at me, so <laughs> yeah. teaches me to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> um, this is Sarah Jane's second story. Yep. So they've just come back from the Time Warrior, which was medieval. Yes. So it's her first mm -hmm. trip in time. It's the first mm. trip back, back to on Earth. Contemporary back London. To London. Yeah. Yes. So while they've been away, things have happened. Yes. Ooh, London. London's deserted. Yes. Under siege. Mm. Mm. Big lizardy type monsters have been turning up, trashing the place, and then disappearing. So London has been quarantined, and mm -hmm. was it eight million people? Yeah, roughly. Yeah, roughly they keep yeah. reciting a number. I think it was eight million. It was. People. I think it was a little bit over. It's even like seven and a half re in reality at the time. Yeah, it's close mm. enough. <laughs> have been evacuated from London, and London is now under martial law. Mm. Yes, and the first thing that the Doctor encounters is clack. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got to admit, when the pterodactyl turned yes. up in the uh, garage, that's the first thing I pointed on. I shouted at Karen. Mm. I pointed at the, screaming, uh, the screen while shouting, clack. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't got that version of the Target book. Mine's got a different cover. <laughs> oh, that's good. No, no, no. Anyway. Mine's, mine's the original one. Yeah, so. yep, get a yep. original copy. <laughs> um, the Doctor turns up. He's uh, rescued by unit at one mm, point in time, yes. the Brigadier, just as he's about to do a karate chop on him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's a six-parter. Yeah. That's yes. quite long. Yeah. So the first couple of episodes are a bit of running around. You get mm. the Doctor being arrested. As, as a looter. As a looter. Mm -hmm. yep. He did steal a car. A yeah. car with loot in the back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, a case in point, fake Keith immediately said he should have left the bag of swag. Why is he taking the bag of swag mm. with him? He's yeah. going to be arrested as yeah. a looter. Yeah. 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 Oh, speaking of Jeeps, we hear that immortal line. 
Yeah, lay on a jeep for the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. And am I correct in saying one of the scientists, did he also play NIDA in Genesis of the Daleks? Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. No, I thought so, yes. Yeah. Again, no disrespect to the Peter Miles, the actor, but he can't play a good guy with oh. that voice. No, <laughs> not, not with that voice. Yeah. Mm. Thank yeah. you. That's exactly what I needed to know. In the commentary, he does say he has played good guys occasionally. All right. On the stage. <laughs> Never on TV. Yeah. Uh, he's a white lab coat, mm. thick, yep. room, thick glasses. That's and, it. Yep. and mm. that voice. Mm. And General Finch was John Bennett, who was um, yes. Lee, what's his face? The the magician from... Uh, oh, that was Lee has, Lee's heart, Sang Chang. Yeah. From, from Tons of Wing Chang. I, I, oh, yeah. I recognised the face, but yeah, I couldn't, yeah. couldn't place him mm-hmm. yeah oh, yep. i didn't know that yeah and then of course as mentioned we, we've got uh yeah Martin, martin jarvis can't find his character yeah. where is he yeah so martin jarvis always is no, oh, I, I don't associate him as you know with being a, a straight actor yeah he's a comedian I mean, yeah he's martin um, jarvis mm, I mean, he, he, the majority of the things he's appeared in has been comedy, comedy. pieces yes okay. not not a straight comedian though he was the uh, governor from Vengeance and Varos. Vengeance mm, and Varos. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But between those, uh, how many years is between sort of 73 Ooh. and 84, was mm. it? Yeah, it's about a decade or so. Yeah, 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 about yeah but yeah. between those years, he has played a lot of comedy roles. Mm, I know yeah. he does a lot of radio work. Yeah. yeah. He's got a great voice. And mm-hmm. just William, doesn't he? he does a lot He's of got that. a great face for radio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah indeed, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he plays a character called Butler. Mm. Yeah. And Peter Miles is Professor Whittaker. Professor Whittaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not the, Dr. Whittaker, which is a bit of a shame. It's, it's <laughs> the name. It's the surname. You know, it's such an untrust. <laughs> I'm going to pay for that, I know. And the thing is, all the crew on the spaceship, ah, they, oh, were, yeah. they were all double denimed. Yeah. They yeah. were, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very trendy at the time, mm. I'm sure. Oh, good grief. Why was Madame Edith from Hello? <laughs> from Hello, Hello. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, the she was pissing my door. <laughs> Well, you know why... I I expected the captain to say, you daft old bat. (laughs) You know why she was in charge? Hmm? You stupid woman! (laughs) I expected Crabtree to come walking in, so good morning. Yep, yep. Uh, What what is actually happening is uh, they're clearing out central London of these dinosaurs. Yes. They have duped a whole hassle of people into believing they are actually on a spaceship Mm -hmm. which is actually a nuclear bunker under Whitehall with its own nuclear reactor or Mm -hmm. power reactor because that's what they're using to do the time distortions Mm -hmm. and Whittaker is going to roll back time to a golden age age, a more primitive age Mm. originally when I watched this I thought he was going to take it back to the uh, prehistoric era Mm. Yes. But watching the discussion, they're actually going to take it back to a more primitive era, perhaps mm. Rome or somewhere just before that. Oh, Stone they, Age Britain. Yeah, so they can guide the yeah, people. So, cause yeah, because they're talking about guiding the populace. Yeah, not Jurassic. Yeah, if, if they went back to the Jurassic yeah. period, there'll be nobody, yeah, no people there to guide. The TV yeah. series that comes to mind that does you know, sort of have the same premise was um, New Earth, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah. Okay. Uh, a couple of years ago, ten yeah, about, years ago. Yeah, so about sort of five, six years ago, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Reminds me of Enemy of the World, Doctor Enemy of the World a bit, yeah. where Salamander had his yeah. group... Yeah. who thought the world had ended and they were the last survivors and they were mm-hmm. going to come out and yeah. repopulate the planet. Some form of war. that, he, And they, they had this earthquake machine mm. that was taking out various places at Salamander's command. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was all very... That, 
the basic premise is the same. Mm. Yeah. Yes, but also we find out there, is, there are a few rotten apples in you know, right at the heart of unit. Yeah. Yes. Poor Mikey Yates. Oh, yeah, Mike yeah. Yates, yeah. He was yeah. in with the uh, yeah, Golden Age crowd. Yeah. yeah, it's understandable to a certain extent because it follows on from what happened to him in the aforementioned Green Death. Mm. Yes. Because he got zapped by the boss that ah. was meant to be making a, mm. a new earth for everyone. Oh dear, what a pity, never mind. Mm. Yes. Yes, a bit of a turncoat there. Yeah. Inadvertently. Yeah. Inadvertently, mm. psychologically, psychologically wounded. Mm. Yeah. yeah, all right. He was given, well, I wouldn't say he was given the chance to fall on his sword, but sort of to back out gracefully. The next time we see him mm. is Planet of Spiders, where yeah. he has his ex-unit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, he's got to try. And I think we have to have a little shout out to Benton. Oh, okay. yes. <laughs> what was it you said to the Doctor? Do some of your Venusian uju on me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, th I think Benton comes in for a hard shaft here mm. okay well, <laughs> well in, in, the, in the first in the first episode uh the doctor does some venusian aikido on one of the thugs yes. yeah that yeah. he's he's trying to escape from dealing with and he lowers him gently down onto the ground oh good grief <laughs> and then when he's yeah, when he does benson. the juju to benson benson to ben he gets halfway down and then just lets yeah, go let's again. go again benson goes <laughs> <laughs> I just went, ooh. Yeah, yeah. Maybe John Levine wasn't entirely popular with John Pertwee. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that was a rather audible thud. Yeah, yeah. And also Benton gets to lump the general mm, at yes. one point because the general's mm. a turncoat as oh, well. Oh, grief. Yeah. yeah. And you could tell that fairly. It's, mm, yeah. yeah. Often in Pertwee particularly, the uh, authority figure yeah. is a rotten one. Well, uh, mm. it's, it's, it is a theme that runs through, because I've noticed this with a lot of Star Trek admirals. Yeah, true. Mm. They're, yes. they're, 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 bop, uh, they're bad mm. apples. Yeah, like a Janeway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you get to a certain point in rank and that's it. Ding! I have to be evil now! <laughs> but again, it touches on something that we've seen with the Doctor before is that he's got a special relationship with time. Yeah. Because the, cause the, when, oh, they, yes. when the yes. dinosaurs begin to disappear, time rolls back mm. slightly. Yeah. And no, they, for everyone else, they just vanish. Mm. One minute they're there, one minute they're gone. But the Doctor, it doesn't affect quite mm. as much. And he sits and... Especially, yeah, especially in the closing scene where he yeah. has to switch off the machine. Yeah, yeah. fighting against the wind mm. there to yeah. switch oh, off the great. machine. Yeah. Quite good effects too at the oh, time. Yeah. So obviously they, they filmed the people moving forward, then they wound that back mm. somehow. Yes. And the Doctor was superimposed, not going yeah. backwards over the top. I yeah. mean, it, it does, to, to a certain extent, and the shots do seem to suffer from the uh, 1970s ready brick. Oh, they have this little bit, orange yeah. CSO glow. fringy image. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's I missed that. all over, isn't it? The CSO mm. fringy. Oh, yeah. There were a couple of scenes I did visibly cringe at. Oh, yeah. Where the Doctor is down in the uh, subterranean base and uh, all the shutters start slamming behind him. You can see the brick wall shaking. Yes, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. yes. And they do bring it up in the country as well. Yeah. Because <laughs> the door comes out so fast and mm. so heavy. Yeah. yeah. There's a set around it. Mm -hmm. And they, yeah, were, they had all the prop people there leaning trying, against, leaning against the wall to stop yeah. that. They couldn't yeah. stop that, those yeah. walls wobbling. I think uh, <laughs> I, it's a great fallacy that uh, classic Doctor Who had wobbly set. Mm, yeah. But I think there's only about three episodes or three stories where the sets were wobbly. Yeah. And unfortunately, this is one, that's one, of, one of them. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. But then it's, it's a nuclear bunker. It's all fake ship down there. Maybe it's fake corridor too. <laughs> <laughs> they had to shorten the corridor slightly. Yeah. So. Uh, Put up a bit of drywall. Now, um, 
the young crew member sort of he seems familiar for some reason. He does. Yes. I couldn't I didn't know where from, but the actor does Yeah. No I think idea. he was jobbing around for mm. a lot of things. Yeah. Mark, is it Terence Wilton? Mm. No. Name does it. It's just the look of his face. Yeah. Yeah. He's only time in Doctor Who, as far as I'm aware. Mm-hmm. He's in the bill, of course, who wasn't? Forsyth Saga. Blimey. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of stuff, but Dilem for Murder, Softly mm-hmm. Softly Task Force, mm-hmm. bit of Hamlet. Mm-hmm. But, mm. I think he was a jobbing actor. Yeah, a jobbing yeah. actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing particularly noteworthy, unfortunately. But And it's almost almost the end of the era, because this is virtually the last... This is the beginning of the breakup. Well, not beginning, because we lost Joe. Yeah. But it's the continuing breakup of the unit family, because this is the last mm-hmm. one we have Yates properly as a, mm, a unit yeah. member. That's true. So they're all beginning to split and go to the winds. Yeah, and this was meant to be Yates' final story as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they brought him back for the Pertwee's final story. Yeah. But that wasn't the original plan. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Mind you, one thing that did, did make me chuckle was the young private who was in the office. And so, yeah, just turns to the brigadier and says, Sir, what can I do? And he says, Oh, go and make a cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. But that mm-hmm. was that was essential because mm-hmm. he walked in on them with Yates. That's it, yes. So, yeah. Because mm-hmm. he turned, oh, I didn't know you were back. Yates turns around and pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Benton getting revenge for all the times that the wine and cheese was nicked from him. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, rank doth have its privileges. Yes. yes. The actual plot is mm. quite good, yeah, I think. It's a bit hard to, to believe that these people are so gullible that they think they're on a spaceship. Mm. Okay, It depends. The majority of them have been under what you're assuming is hypnosis. Mm. It, yeah, yeah, they tried to do that to Sarah J. Smith. Yeah, but... so they might be slightly sluggish. And certainly if there's areas that you're not allowed to examine... As we had with the cockpit. Yeah. You know, you weren't yeah, allowed yeah, the, the yeah, the dumb, Yeah, the dummy controls, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And Edith, or whatever her name was, she <laughs> was particularly foamy at the mouth. Of the- oh, she, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't surprise me if she was a part of it. And uh, she the, seemed surprised when uh, yeah. Sarah had left via the airlock yeah, and didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> Cover story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. From the shop we got, there was three spaceships. I think there's seven all told. Oh, seven all told. Yeah. But one wonders how many could they have fitted in the bunker. Yeah. Was the other ships going to crash when we reached? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure what the plan was when mm. they reached their destination. Yeah. These people, they'd leave the bunker, not a spaceship. Yeah. Would yeah. they then have been told, oh, that didn't really happen? Because <laughs> why bother with well, the, the lie at all? Mm, yeah. In that case, the whole point being that it's trying to save them from knowing that all yeah. the population of Earth are dead. Apart from them, it's saving them from that, presumably, but well, you've got to get them to the surface of the Earth. Yeah, you know. but by the, by the time it's been done, <laughs> it's too late. You know, we're now here. They're perished. They've gone. You're now yeah. here. Deal with it. Yeah. yeah. How many well, colonists, for want of a better term, were there on? Yeah. They were beginning to wake up. Mm, so yeah. at, by the end of it, I think we had about 10 to 20 people. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it, that, they weren't. All, I don't think they were all awake at that mm. point. That no. was, those were the only ones that were awake. Mm. Did they really have a means to put them to sleep? Did they have cryogenic suspension? I don't know. Mm. Or, as you say, were they just hypnotised? Well, so it was a mm. catatonic sleep. Yeah. Depends how long they were up there. Um, artificial coma. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. That, that's the only way I can equate that yeah, to maybe. it. You know, they, they're not 
cryogenically frozen. No, they are I mean, chemically yeah, frozen. What, what made me think was, I mean, as I say, well, I think they said there was only sort of a couple of hundred on that ship. So, I yeah. mean, it's not enough for a viable population. The idea was they would mingle with mm. the humans of yeah, the time. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, again, this is I mean, going back to that's, when... The, that's the impression I was labouring yeah. under. They yeah. were going back to prehistoric that's, times. That's the impression that mm. I laboured under when yeah. I first saw it back ah, in right. 73. Yeah. Rewatching this, mm-hmm. as you said, there was that line: "Is the, mm. you know we we will teach the populace." Mm, yeah. So I'm assuming Take their women. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming they they've gone back to Stone Age mm. Neolithic mm. Yeah. times rather yeah. than Jurassic Jurassic. Yeah, yeah, that would be a very hard life by yeah. comparison. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't want to do that. Great, yeah. yeah, and also you know there's a big asteroid coming and probably kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> The Land Before Time 5, the coming of the great yeah. big burning thing. <laughs> What's that up in the sky, so big and so round? Splat! Bang. <laughs> yeah. Were they really actually going back in time, or were they just reversing? I think they were mm, reversing. Just, the, they were going to stay pocketed. Time was going to reverse around them. Yeah, okay. yeah so, they were within the field of influence. Yeah. So would the asteroids have happened? Okay, they're not I, going no, that I far back. Yeah, I don't think... They the, weren't going that far back, but in principle, would the asteroids still have hit? Or would that not have been affected by the time period? I don't know. Uh, it, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Any road up. Yeah, they were trying to do a thing where, obviously, they've had Nazi-type characters, the very far right wing. Yeah. This was the far left wing. Yeah. Uh, who were willing to kill everybody for the good of humanity. For, 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 not I, for a better future. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Not for their own yeah, yeah. benefit as such. It's gone gone completely too far the other way. Yeah, exactly. Either extreme is bad, is what yeah. they're saying, mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> One thing I do like about this story is since 93, mm. every April, nearly every April Fool's, they're going to remaster this with CGI dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to come, yeah, come out in DVD, mm, Blu-ray yep. with remastered dinosaurs. Yeah. Because I've seen this that April Fool a couple of times being printed in mm. various magazines. It wouldn't be a hard job to do, because all the dinosaur stuff, for the most part, apart from the odd leg or something here and mm. there, it's all done on a, on a separate yeah. model stage. Yeah. So yeah. they're quite, it'd be quite easy to replace those shots. Yeah, it would be easy, but again, money. Mm, yes. <laughs> yeah. This is the BBC. <laughs> so having said that, something from the Disney budget... Yeah, we even look at Primeval. Um, <laughs> yeah. They had pretty good-looking monsters. Yeah. That was oh, yeah. over a decade ago mm. on a TV budget. Yeah. Blimey, yeah. Mm. So watch this space. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when the Blu-ray comes out, they'll do that. Yeah. For real. <laughs> watch out for the box set for season 11. <laughs> Perhaps we can come back and watch it, uh, re- re-evaluate it then. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I've never actually seen it all the way through. I saw they recolorized it. On yeah. the DVD, there is actually a colour mm. version of episode one. Mm. You have to go into the menu. Yeah. Ah, right. Choose mm-hmm. the colour version. Yeah. Because they did it with the chroma dots, I think. Mm-hmm. And the colour does sort of fade in and out a yeah. little bit. It's, it's not, not brilliant. It's yeah. good, but it's not brilliant. Mm. Yeah, I might yeah. check that out, yeah. Uh, if you can get over... as It's just the T-Rex, as I stressed mm. the video. Yeah. It's <laughs> the T-Rex that really sort of pops the bl- bubble of believability. Yeah, and, yeah, but he did and go the on to pterodactyl. Yeah. Pterodactyl was a kite. I'm sure it was, it was a dart-like <laughs> yeah. kite that yeah. someone kept on throwing. And there is another thing that I, I just remembered that I think should be pointed out mm-hmm. is an opportunity for Pertwee to use his silly voices. 
the fight with the gangster right at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Mm. And I think he does a, a oh, Cockney could... army soldier yeah, on the radio. Yeah, radio a helicopter. Yeah. To the right. helicopter. Yeah. So, yeah. You, yeah. you get a lot of opportunity for him to uh, to play true. with his voice. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah Jane is off doing her own thing for half mm. the time. She's oh, yeah. Very much, yeah. yeah, yeah. And this is only a second story. That's mm. quite good I mean, character building for her. Yeah. It, off investigating. It is. You, you do get the feeling that um, Poet was Doctor was coming toward the end of his tenure because his attitude towards Sarah is slightly out of step. You know, she, she she's there to go getting, wanting to do stuff by herself, mm-hmm. and is an investigative journalist. Mm. Yeah, there's yeah. a good, uh, there's a good girl. Just sit there and be quiet. Mm. Which was, you know, it's just slightly out of step. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But at least the the, uh, the T Rex got good work doing Chewitt's adverts. Oh yes, in later yeah. years. Yeah, definitely. Just spit a slap a bit of pink paint on him when he was the Chewitt dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you have watched this show and can stomach the T Rex, please tell us what you think and contact us at show at staggering stories. Dot. Net. We all got two. We, we all got Woo. two. Happens in three of us. And now, ladies and gentlemen, if we could just check back with our special guest star, Nick Cutter. And that's when I found out he was shagging my ex-wife. Uh, okay, so close the door yeah. and, and, and continue. Yeah. We'll, we'll be back there later. And now, ladies and gentlemen, a small side excursion, as some of us, and some who are no longer here, visited... I thought you were going to say no longer with us. (laughs) I almost did, that's why I had to... With the Woolwich. (laughs) Went down to... Epsom. Epsom, Epsom. that was it, down 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 to Epsom to visit Who at the Playhouse. Yeah, this was a sort of a, a one-day, small, small-ish, though it was quite big yeah. eventually. It was a smallish one-day Doctor Who convention at the Playhouse in Epsom. The Epsom Playhouse, yeah. 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 Now, I think we've been to this before. Um, not, I was trying to remember whether it was last year or before the pandemic. I think <laughs> it was, but I can't remember. 2019, I can't remember, yeah. yeah that, that was a very, very small one, where it was a small in- gathering interview with Caroline Ford and Sophie yeah, well, Aldred. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, got a photo of Sophie, didn't we, which we never picked up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that one <laughs> was, where that went. Uh, it was just them for the evening, and it was uh, the evening for the day, and it was yeah. a small discussion with them. Whereas this one was much larger, took place in the main theatre. Yeah. The previous one was one of the studios, yeah. I think. Studios. Uh, it took place in the main theatre. The first set of stars were Sylvester McCoy, Colin Baker, and Peter Davison filling in for someone because Ooh. they couldn't make it. Yeah. We wasn't expecting Peter Davison. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. The big headlines were Colin Baker and Sylvester McCoy, and then we got mm-hmm. a third Doctor. Yeah. So that, was that was very interesting, uh, yep. listening to them natter. The next one was... Yeah, Brian Croucher. Yep. Jeff Rule and Paul Lavers. Brian Croucher, very interesting. We shall come to him in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> then after that, we had Trevor Cooper, Colin Spool, and John Davey. Yep. And then we had Caroline Ford, Peter Purvis, and Michael Troughton. Yep. Maureen O'Brien was meant to be there but couldn't make it, sadly. Then we should have had Katie Manning, John Leeson. Yeah. Neither of which could make it. Plus, 
Mark Strickson and Nicola Bryant, who both could make yeah, it. Yeah, not right. sorry, we had Mark Strickson and Nicola Bryant. And overall, I think it was a very thoroughly enjoyable day. It was good, mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Three really... doctors. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Three mm-hmm. doctors, yeah, that was quite a kick-off. They only did their 40-minute bit, and then yeah. they were gone. Yeah, that's, they, they were off doing autographs. They, yeah, they, they only did the one session on stage, yeah. but they were hovering around for the majority of the day. Mm-hmm. A slight negative, yeah. in my opinion, yep. is the interviewer, the one who interviewed the doctors. He interviewed a couple of ones, but he went to the audience far too early. He mm. asked hardly any questions mm. and went straight yeah. to questions from the inter- uh, audience. And I know for many of the, those people, it's the first time to ask these questions, but they are so the questions they ask are so familiar and have been done thousands yeah. of times what what's was your, your favorite story yeah what's your favorite <laughs> story what's your favorite monster mm-hmm. if you could travel what doctor would you and would you I, do the series again yeah mm-hmm. i i don't necessarily oh, right. want i've heard <laughs> these questions and no disrespect to the audience mm-hmm. because you know it's their first chance to ask these questions yeah but i'd much rather listen to the stars mm-hmm. yeah. and you know yeah Fortunately, particularly with the some of them, the doctors did a great job of banter between themselves. Oh, God, yeah. Really good fun. Yeah. And also Nicola Bryant and uh, Mark Strickson were talking to each other a lot. Yeah, so they went off on tangents. Exactly, and, yeah. yeah. Really good. <laughs> which is, which is it's fun when you get a direct question. They can, in, yeah. But when you're answering question for a question, and some of them, are, again, no disrespect to the audience, but some of them are simple yes and no questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no follow-up. They're closed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But that is a small gripe. And it's the only my, one other, I have. my other complaint would be, that it claimed to be a, you know, a day of Doctor Who. <laughs> but it didn't actually start till 11 o'clock. Yeah. And it finished at 5 o'clock, 5.15, if you include all the uh, cosplay stuff at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you also had an hour's break or so for lunch, straight Blimey. after the first panel. <laughs> yeah. You had another 35, 45 minutes break in the afternoon. Yeah. It was really padded out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They got you in there, sir. So they are. A bit of a shame. Compare that to something like Hooverville, yeah, oh God, where there's yeah. no gaps, yeah, really. There's one, no, one and the other, straight in, straight there's out. There's no break for lunch, which is pros and cons. It means you don't go and get anything to eat, or you have to miss a panel or something. But at least you have the option if you want to stay there and yeah, have nothing you, but panels. You, you, you can. You stake your position. Whereas here, it's much more leisurely, <laughs> <laughs> and it isn't any cheaper for it. Although there are three doctors, so you know, yeah, 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 they're not cheap. No, exactly. So, yeah, but, so what was the attendance like, anyway? Oh, it was it was full, mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. The, we were quite far back. There were a few rows behind us, maybe. Yeah, uh, how, the main auditorium. How many did that seat? Quite a lot of people. Yeah, it, the, they, so. they, the, the auditorium wasn't packed, mm. but it was full. Mm, yeah. And know. a lot of people were off getting autographs and photos. Mm, yeah. The queues... And to, were at the door at one point. To, yeah, from yeah. a lot of the time, the queues to get a ticket for an autograph or a photo was yeah. huge. Because it's, mm. it's, it's not a, a, a conference hall, it's not a hotel, yeah. it's a theatre. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, Relatively know. small regional theatre. Yeah, so it's, it's not a big place, and it was heaving at certain times. Yes, yeah. certainly when everyone come charging out. <laughs> but it was it was an enter- entertaining day. Um, I have to say... Uh, oh, Brian Croucher. Brian Croucher, yeah. <laughs> he gave me a lot of uh, John Levine vibes. <laughs> he, uh, he was telling us little funny stories that I think only he thought was funny. Because oh. they did, did ramble on slightly. And, <laughs> and he did, to my mind, he did dominate his little section that he was in. 
Yeah. I think Jeff Rule did quite a good job. Of... He fought back quite valiantly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Quite had a lot of interesting stories too. Yeah, about yeah it's... Howard Pinter and Gunners. <laughs> well, it's this is the first one I've seen him at. I have I... seen him somewhere before. Can't uh, remember where. But... God remember, it took me a couple of seconds to remember what story he'd been in. But oh, one, yeah. once I placed him in front of us, that was it. Drop Dead Donkey, of course. Sarah Jane Adventures. Drop the Dead Donkey, Sarah Jane Adventures. Lockwood and Co., we've just had him now. I've, I've done it, I've got that far. Okay. Yeah, no, he, he's in mm. that. He was also Harry Potter. He was. So, yeah, he's... he's yeah, he's getting mm. uh, a lot of stuff. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I've enjoyed the stuff that he's done. And said for, uh, from... From his 20s, the first major thing he was in was Billy Lyre. And I remember Blimey. watching that. That mm-hmm. was okay. way back yeah. early 70s, no, mm-hmm. late 70s, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. on ITV. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, another Peter Purvis is great as well. Yes. Caroline Ford always feels a little bit prickly. I don't know. Yeah, yes. Slightly distant. Yeah. I think she's warm, been warming up recently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> been more approachable, shall we say, Maybe. recently. But yeah, she is slightly, still slightly prickly. But again, it was also interesting with Michael Troughton. Mm. Some of the stuff, because he now does the second Doctor voice on mm. Big Finish. Oh. So it's quite interesting hearing his reaction. And also his memories of being on set. Yeah. Doctor Who, yeah. when he visited, mm-hmm. when his father well, was seen t- it. And... T- twice. Once when he visited visited with his, when his father was the doctor yeah. and again he was saying his reaction when he was on the christmas episode yeah yeah in new who with capaldi yeah 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 and, and even though it's completely remodeled the tardis still had the same effect on him mm. as it did back in mm, when he was 13 yeah. 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 sawed himself mm. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh that's trevor cooper wasn't it <laughs> yeah thank you <laughs> yeah they had this thing going on where they do uh would, would i lie to you who? Mm. would i lie to who yeah where they come up with stories about their time in the program, whatever. Yeah. And you have to determine if they're true or false. And Trevor Cooper's was that he, he was Friar Tuck, mm-hmm. Robert Sherwood, mm. as well as being classical, of course. And he needed the loo, so the only place to go was in the TARDIS. Yeah. Wasn't true. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he, he was quite upset that we thought he would be really yeah. against the side of the TARDIS. I believed it of him. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, actually, they must have portal loser. Yeah, they've got to, <laughs> got to services, you know. Yeah, good day. Good yes. Day. Would I go again? Quite probably. Oh, I definitely would. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's not massively cheap. It's £49, but... Yeah, it's a little bit of a day out. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Pertwee. Oh, oh, no! yep. oh, he's up there with handles yes. and Inky McSquirt a lot. lot. Yep, yep. And you've got they uh, all look they all look as thick as thieves. I'd watch well, yourself. Yeah. I would watch yourself, they've been plotting. Yeah. They try still a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> After three. Hello oh, head, head of, of Pertwee. Pertwee. <laughs> Hello, Handles. Hello, Inky. Hello, Inky, and Dangerous Churchill, yeah. Nazi Ash- Spark. Ashes of Runhilda. Graham! Graham! Eric! Hmm. Eric? Terence! Terence! Uncle Tom Cobbley and all. (laughs) The orange glow, that is Clara. Yep. And Moomin, which is... Don't go there. No. Well, he's going there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We've put it off enough. Put it off enough. We've got to do this, haven't we? Our our final segment, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) We have been, ever. <laughs> possibly yeah. ever, yeah. We have been watching a film. What Boy. film have we been watching, boys and girls? One of our dinosaurs is missing. Yeah. Pull some music. Right. <laughs> well, first of all... <laughs> yeah, go on. 
I think this should have been called Carry On, One of Our Dinosaurs Is Missing. <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah, a bit like that. It's Bernard Breslau, Joan Sims, yep. Derek Garler, he's been in a couple of Carry On films, John Pertwee as well. Yeah, The whole film is basically sort of an A to Z of British comedy from the late 60s and early 70s. Yep. One of Our Dinosaurs Is Missing, a film which actually I do remember seeing at the cinema, mm. uh, really? 1975. Jeez, yeah. Mm. So it's just after his reign as the Doctor. I'm surprised mm. it's 75. Yeah. I honestly thought it was the 60s <laughs> when, I, when I sat down and watched it. Yeah. Well, this is probably a couple, of two or three years after the Dalek films. Yeah. Nope. No, no. <laughs> a decade no. after them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember I had the book of this because it actually was a, yeah, a novel. Mm. But yeah. uh, the book I had was the book of the screenplay. Ah. So it was the oh, book okay. of the film. And yeah, okay. I think we now really need to address the dinosaur in the room. Yeah. Yeah. And it was written by dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Disney, 1975, we wouldn't be shown today because there was a hell of a lot. A oh, hell of a lot grief. of yellow face. Yes. <laughs> yeah. White Caucasian Pe- actors. Peter Ustinov. Uh. White Caucasian actors painted slightly Asian mm, and yeah. with the latex uh, over the eyes. Oh, good grief. <laughs> the only thing I can... Uh, I, en- I enjoyed it. I understood for what it was about, and I understand it is of its time. Very much. Mm. Uh, the only thing I can say in its defence is... Everyone is an idiot. Everyone is tarred with the same brush. Everybody, yeah. Everybody. Except for perhaps the children Mm, who were in it, who I I think would actually be traitors to the crown and is probably Anthony Burgess, was it? Mm. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, a very very young Anthony Burgess before he sold uh, out to the Russians. (laughs) Because technically they have no idea that it's not this recipe they think it's mm. secret spy uh, yes. secret spy stuff and they sell it out to the enemy for a couple of quid yeah <laughs> so uh, technically you'd have them sort of screaming cultural stereotypes i mean you've got a bumbling bumbling englishman yeah. inscrutable chinese yeah. Yeah. um the, the the nannies slightly oh, dippy nannies yeah mm-hmm. yeah they weren't entirely smart either no mm. no uh, so it, it's like like hello hello everyone gets tired with the same brush mm. nobody's yeah. Put as a pinnacle of uh, brilliance above and anyone else. All, all of them are stereotypes. Yes, oh, good the whole lot. The yeah. whole lot. Yeah. Not just the Asian characters, but mm. the, the British, British, characters. British yeah. Yeah. The, the American, American, the American, American yeah. Joss Ackland. <laughs> Joss Ackland. Yeah, I was surprised it was yeah. Joss Ackland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is it very is. broad strokes, at least. Okay. <laughs> Basic storyline. Basic storyline. Yep. I'm trying to remember the Englishman. I know it's Derek, Derek Nimmo's character. Derek Nimmo. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. a, a, Derek a, Nimmo. a lord, Lord such and such. Southmere. Southmere has stolen a secret formula from the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, The leader. Mm. Yeah. His mother, isn't it? The leader's mother, yeah. And has smuggled it across into Britain Mm. and is being chased by the Chinese Secret Service to reclaim this formula. Mm. Lotus X. Lotus X, yeah. (laughs) He is trapped and desperate mm-hmm. and has to hide the formula he's actually at the british museum it was filmed yes. actually yeah. at the british mm-hmm. museum yeah. so that is one thing if you want to see what the british museum looked like back in the 70s yeah it's actually mm-hmm. filmed yeah. inside and out it's not a studio mm-hmm. set it's there yeah yeah hides the formula on a dinosaur falls off 
is knocked slightly yes. unconscious, mm. found by his old nanny, who happens to be there with her, her new children, <laughs> and then is captured by the uh, the Chinese and thrown into prison. He desperately asks the nanny to help him before he pa- his passes out mm. because yeah. he's fallen off the dinosaur. The nannies try to find the, the formula on the dinosaur. The Chinese decide to steal the dinosaur... The nannies steal the dinosaur from the Chinese. Yep, yep. And on the so, back of a low loader sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Uh, Driving steam, it around. It was steam powered. Yeah, it was steam powered. Because yeah. yeah. it's. it's uh, 1920s, it's Yeah, said. I think it's the turn of the century. 1800s, 1900s. 1920s, I think. Mm, yes. Yeah. So it must have been an old thing then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they did have steam powered vehicles. They did. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, I've seen a couple when we do, yeah. then they do the London to Brighton. Not just trains. The children of the nanny, the traitors, I, <laughs> I wish to stress this, the traitors, traitors. to the crown mm-hmm. tell the Chinese where the um, the formula is because actually they've stolen the wrong dinosaur. Mm, yes. Because it's still at the museum, so they get it off of there. The mass fight ensues with the nannies... At, at the nannies? The nannies <laughs> attacking the Chinese Secret Service. Mm, yep. Yep. And it turns out that the formula is actually a recipe for Wang Tong One, two, soup. soup. Yes. Yep. <laughs> nothing important at all. No. no, no nothing not, important. Not, yeah, not people important. could have died. If, they yes, yes. Everyone is led to believe it is. Yes. Credit where credit is due. Lord uh, Sutcliffe, or whatever his name was. <laughs> Southmere. 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 Kept on saying he's not a spy. Mm, yes. It's industrial yeah. espionage yeah. rather than, ca- yeah. than counterintelligence. <laughs> yeah. yeah, lots of unlikely things happen. Yeah, including John Pertwee turning up. Oh, oh yes, yeah. yeah. Dossie, one Dossie Colonel. The, the scene. Yeah, he, yeah, he's only called the Colonel. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think it's about the same length of scene that he used to turn up in the Carry On films. Oh, really? It's just yeah. a, a quick snot. Uh, it's not yeah. coughing a spit. Yeah. So yeah, he's not an, he's not essential to the plot. No, he's but, the reason why we're covering it because we're obviously doing these films which mm-hmm. feature doctors. Yes. Yeah, he's barely in it, but he's good fun as this big game hunter. Yeah, it's, oh, complete, again, it's, it's one of the painted mad, huh? one of the painted pertwee silly mm, voices. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> he's perfect for this sort of role, given it is such mm. broad comedy, such yeah. stereotypical characters. Oh, yeah. good grief! He me. sees a dinosaur. Go past the window, yes, guess go and kill yes. it. He's Good, that, game yeah, yeah, imagine what that would it, look yeah. like above the mantelpiece. <laughs> <laughs> and that, ch- that Chinese overlord and his uh, lieutenant, every time they walk past that painting behind his desk, they take a deep bow to oh, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There is one thing that stuck in my mind that I always remembered. Uh, I loved it then, and I still love it now. And it wasn't necessarily Chinese. I think it was a troop of Peter Ustinov. The growling. Yeah. (laughs) It's a a troop of of Peter Ustinov, because I think he did Mm. uh, Hercule Poirot, Death on the Nile. Mm. Oh, okay. Complete with growling. He did that too there, okay. Yeah. I assume that was him just trying to Mm. be Chinese. No, no, I think think it's Ustinov rather than... That makes it I mean, they're all complete and utter parodies. They oh, really God, were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Derek Nemo, I mean, sort of, he's cornered, he's cornered the market and sort of dotty aristocrats and clergy. Yeah. It's stuttering. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Derek Nemo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just wonder if he says to his wife of the night, do you fancy, fancy a fa-fa-fa-fa? Now, now. There's, again, as you said, there's... Uh, faces that I recognise mm. but yes. can no longer place. I mean, the head nanny I knew from somewhere, mm. but you have Joan yeah, Sims, Joan Sims from, yes. uh, 
as the rather dotty nanny mm, yeah. from uh, the Carry On Carry films. On. Yeah, Bernard yeah. Breslau. Bernard yeah. Breslau as a bald, very tall, yeah, very hench- henchman, yeah. stereotypical Chinese henchman. Well, and the, um, I can't remember his name, but the second in command. Oh, so, yeah. He uh, looks familiar. Clive Revel. Mm. Yeah, he, I, looks, I've looked in him after. He was... He's the done, Emperor. Did the voice of the Emperor in Empire, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, and oh. he was the also... original version. And mm. he was also in Babylon 5. Oh, yes, he was. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 he, he was... Um, Trachis or something. Yeah, the, 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 both here and in B5, they are under swarms of slap and makeup. Mm, yeah. But I, I recognised the outcome, and I, I looked him oh, up afterwards. Oh. Yeah, sort oh, of, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, you just reminded me, um, sort of speaking of Babylon 5, mm-hmm. and going back to what we were talking about earlier, Madame Edith. Oh, yes. I oh, mean, yeah. Guy Siner, who played Lieutenant Gruber, yes. he played a Minbari in one of the episodes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Have little tankies too. And also, <laughs> I think we have to have a shout-out for the dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, much more convincing. Uh, <laughs> well, well uh, yeah. it's not only that, so he went on to a long-esteemed career. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yes, Star Wars. He, he played the Cryat Dragon Skeleton on Tatooine. Yeah. On, in Star Wars. That's the same Skeleton from, right. from this. It is, yeah. Yeah, so I wonder, if he, I wonder if he's still out there. I don't know. Did they actually take it out there, or was it done some other way? Did I don't know. I don't know. Shoot it. It was put in the June. It was in yeah. Back, so I don't know. whatever's cheapest. Yeah, you know, <laughs> no disrespect, but they were running on a budget. Yeah, mm-hmm. hard to imagine it'd be cheap to ship that out there just for that. Well, that shot. But you still got the uh, Uncle Owen's farm, which is still mm. out there. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. huge castles too. Oh yeah, forty of them enlisted in. Uh, mm. This on Wikipedia here, incredible, including the likes of. Uh, Would you like a cup of tea, dear? Yeah. John Laurie. As the stereotypical oh, yes. Uh, yes, yes, Scotsman, yes. Scotsman, yeah. yeah. Straight back in the pub, yeah. Dad's, you had Roy Kinnear as well. Mm, yeah, yes. Kinnear, as the rather yeah. baffled, bumbling police mm, chief. Police yeah. chief, yeah. He was in the opening credits. Mm. Loads of people. And so some of these, are, are just, I'd say, are just a morning's or a day's work for the actual actor. Oh, just yeah. Just to come in and, yeah. and do their yeah, little yeah. bit and then go again. But it's, it's the prestige, I suppose, of having appeared in a Disney film. Because mm, yeah. Disney's, a, even then, it was a big Yeah, big I don't thing. know. Did they make many films in the UK? I have no idea. Well, it's it's all done on Pinewood, isn't it? Just mm, just yeah. around the corner, Pinewood yeah. Studios. Yeah, you could tell a lot of it was on their their back lot. Yeah, a lot mm. of the streets seemed rather unreal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as I say, it, it's all right as long as you understand the time it was coming mm, from them the, yeah. and the time it was made. Yeah, I went in thinking they didn't mean offence. They, didn't, they no. weren't going out to no. try to offend people or make anybody upset, just try to have a good time. And yeah, like I said... Yeah, you couldn't do it now, but... <laughs> you definitely couldn't do it now. If I remember rightly, the uh, author was slightly miffed that they technically lowered the age, the, the age range for what the book was aimed at. Oh, right. Because yeah. it's, it's more of a 10, 12-year-old mm, humour well. type. Oh, okay. Th- where where yeah. the book was something slightly yeah. more sophisticated, adult, yeah. I think. Yeah. It's still just a, a wonton soup, <laughs> possibly. I don't know. You're going to have to go out your way to find this, because no corporation is going to stream <laughs> it or show it. Well, not in this day and age, unfortunately. No. Yeah. <laughs> can buy it on DVD. Yeah. Although it's a very bare bones DVD. Yeah. They, they don't oh, right, yeah. go very far to try and sell it. It's just, it's there, everyone's it, but well, <laughs> yeah, they're to... slightly embarrassed yeah. that we yeah. have a copy. But if you do, mm. tell us what you think. Contact us at show at staggeringstories.net. Woohoo! Woo-hoo.
I thought it was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it, it certainly has its moments, you know. Like I said, if you, if you can get over the uh, the yellow slap, yeah, <laughs> it's quite short too. Oh yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah, not an hour and a half, it's not yeah. long. It is yeah. not long. It, it's <laughs> something they could have uh, you know filmed in a week easily. <laughs> do we have any feedback? We do have some feedback. Oh, yes. Whoa, feedback! Everyone loves good feedback. Dear listeners, you've been writing to us. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. No, no, it's all right. Thank you. Most kind. Thank you. You're, you're so generous. I, <laughs> I, I, words fail me on how wonderful you are. Thank you. That, that's great. That's, that's wonderful. And you, you've put this down as well. It's quite beautiful. I mean, uh, Keith, well, the eloquent, Keith, it's so Keith. eloquent. Sorry. Right. We have one here from Naya. Hello, Naya. She says, hello, staggering storytellers. I had to write when you reviewed the others because that's one of my all-time favourites. Yes, it's slow, but so are the first few chapters of The Shining. The point is to get you so wound up that you practically pee yourself in fright when a door slams. (laughs) And I prefer that to the kind of movie that doesn't know there's a difference between scaring you and grossing you out with buckets of fake blood. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not much else to talk about here. Morris and his educated rodents has finally opened on this side of the pond. Oh, good. Mm. But it hasn't come to a theatre close to me yet. Oh, damn. I'm also trying to find the new Discworld audiobooks in America. Several of them are out in England and Canada, Mm. but not here. (laughs) Very annoying. Why would you take my money? Hope all is well with y'all. Naya. Thank you. Thank Thank you, you, Naya. Naya. Thank you. It must be a contracts thing. Yeah, Maybe the US has a different publisher. Yeah, yeah, well, mm. well, over here, it was a couple of cinemas, only a handful, not mm, a great deal, yeah. and Sky Cinema. Yeah, yeah, so it was a Sky, Sky thing. So yeah. It's a bit like Netflix, yeah. where if you're lucky, you might get a, a week in the cinema first, like Glass Onion, yeah. get a week in the cinema, then they went on mm. to streaming. My local cinemas, I mean, sort of, uh, the Cineworld wasn't doing it, neither was The View. Yeah. The nearest cinema that was screening it was the uh, Showtime one in uh, in Southampton. So. Yeah. Mm. Okay, right, do we have another one here? Oh. From oh. Catherine, the Dragon Maker. Hello, Hello Catherine. Catherine. Terence says hi. Hello, Staggerers. Hello, Terence. <laughs> Hello, Head of Pertwee. <laughs> Hello to the rest of the bits and bobs scattered around the room. <laughs> is that us? Yeah, that is at the moment. It's been such a busy time around Shade Dragon lately that it's hardly felt like two weeks between podcasts. Between gearing out for Galley, trying to finish a large order for a customer, and just trying to keep up with household things... Time is just flying by. Mm. Oh, for my time-travelling days. They come again. Or perhaps before. (laughs) Too late in the evening for thinking about too many deep thoughts. I have not seen or even heard of the movie The Others. Mm. Oh, I'm interested in looking it up. Spoilers revealed and all. Sounds like quite a good watch. Yeah, Mm, it was. On the other hand, I have listened to The Hidden Depths box set. Ah. And recently, too. All three stories were very good. Although the second one required a little more attention than I was able to give it at the time. Definitely worth another listen to all three. The third story was a delight. I'm quite fond of Liv Chenka, especially with Tanya. <laughs> They're a great couple. Yeah. It was a surprise to me to encounter Liv and Tanya in this last story. Mostly because I never take a look at the cover art on downloads. I'll be honest, it took me a while to warm up to Liv in her early days with the Eighth Doctor. Pretty late into Dark Eyes, really. Somehow she always came off as flat to me even though I kept hearing people talk about what an amazing actor she is. I do like a dry wit, but she seemed practically arid. Hmm. Love her now, though, no question. Hope all is well with you all. 
<laughs> that no one caught Jean's cold this time. <laughs> <laughs> and on, Catherine the Dragon Maker. Oh, thank you, Catherine. Hope, thank you. Hopefully not. Mm, yes. Yeah. A bit more than a cold, but uh, mm, yeah. she hasn't done her Typhoid Mary thing this not, time, not I don't think. Not yet. About Liv, I've just listened to Ravager's box set number four. And something has struck me is only Liv can say the word doctor and make it sound like an insult. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's swear word or, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the characters are a bit like that. Yeah. Not exactly grumpy, but... Yeah. Mm. She was in that, was it Last Train or something? Yeah. yeah. World Weary, I think. Yeah, yeah. Is. And uh, Chalk as well. Yeah. That's Stephen Moffat, school comedy. Yeah. Yeah, I think the best way to describe it is she mostly plays world-weary characters yeah. who've yeah. just about had enough, yeah. have no more to, to give. give. <laughs> yeah. We may be slightly light on the ground, but we do have a message from our one, one of our other representatives. From the other side. From the Ooh. other side, yes. And so, as a change to the scheduled programme, I give you Jean's Corner. Jean's Corner! <laughs> <laughs> Hello, this is Jean from Ooh. the Lurgy House. Oh, unclean, unclean. Now, just thought I wouldn't uh, infect my colleagues, <laughs> considering last time they wanted to kill me. Too late again. So, one of our dinosaurs is missing, <laughs> also known as Funky Fossil Follicks. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to enter into the whole um, thing about... European actors playing Asian actors, as I suspect, that has been hotly debated and widely <laughs> debated by everyone else here. I understand the concerns it causes, etc. I kind of understand why they cast Peter Euston off. I would say mainly because there, even if they wanted to use Asian actors, there weren't that many Asian actors in the movie industry, rightly or wrongly, that was the situation, and they would want a name that would sell this in America. So I'm not going to get into the argue of, argument of whether or not you know it's right or wrong. It it it's wrong now. I wasn't there in 1975 making this movie. Yeah, I don't think it was done with deliberate malice no, no, no and no. i'm reading some reviews people saying oh but it took the mickey out of chinese people it did and it took the mickey out yeah. of the british upper class mm, and yeah. it took the mickey out of nobility and the working class basically like a lot of the films in the 1970s this just followed stereotypes and tropes yeah Everyone's and you've either got to rush. accept that's what they did then and put it to one side and watch the movie for what it is, or you don't watch anything that's old. <laughs> so, my view on one of our dinosaurs is missing. I loved this film when mm, I was a kid. Yes. <laughs> and when I see dinosaurs to this day, I still hear dum da da dum da 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 dum dum theme tune through the back of my brain. It's silly. It it it's very Disney of the time. You've got this Lord, whatever his name was, <laughs> we could call the name. Sorry, that 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 would be offensive to him. Who isn't a spy, <laughs> Lord Southmere? That's it. Yep. He isn't so much a spy in the terms of they think he's trying to steal some mysterious weapon or what have you. But he is an industrial spy, yeah, because yeah. he's basically stolen a recipe, though we don't know that till the end. 
I mean, the heroes of this are definitely the nannies. Yeah. All of them, you know, climbing all over the dinosaur uh, and that kind of stuff, and the dinosaur itself. There are more than one Doctor Who link to, uh, to this. Yeah. We have Monsieur Pertwee, mm-hmm. who is obviously the stereotype. Great white hunter yeah. who yeah. is trying to bag another trophy for his wall. Mind you, is that hapless? I'm surprised he actually managed to bag the ones he'd got. (laughs) You also had Joan Sims, who's the lead nanny, who we later see in Mysterious Planet, the Colin Baker story. There's Bernard Breslau, the Mm -hmm. lead henchman, um, who we obviously know as uh, an ice warrior. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Angus, the two drunks, two Scottish drunks, Mm -hmm. who come out of the pub to see wee Nessie, Going for a wander towards the Thames <laughs> in the same year, actually within a couple of a month or so of this release, we saw as the landlord in Terror of the Zygons mm. where we Nessie was going for a walk. Mm. Do you get the feeling the poor guy was being stereotyped? <laughs> <laughs> the fun bit of this film is the chase. It's the yeah. stealing the dinosaur, covering it with the tarpaulin, driving it through foggy 1920s London putting the fear of God into everyone. Yeah, I, I did like the bit with the police officer. Is it quiet? Sees the dinosaur going behind the window. Yes, everything's quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't make a fuss about it. Yeah, I enjoyed this much more as, I, as a kid than I did as an adult, obviously. But it's still, when you put all the other things to one side, it is still a daft romp. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You could make this film again have it set in the same era, cast it correctly, Mm -hmm. and it would still be a daft romp. The casting, I don't think, was part of the actual joke Hmm. or or part of the comedy per se. And, yeah, I just just find this an amusing amusing film. I, I get why some people won't. I would still read the book. And it probably is one of the films that led to Dippy being moved. Because if you notice, when they goes, he goes into the museum at the beginning, mm-hmm. there's heffalumps yeah. in the main mm-hmm. hall. I don't yeah. know if they're elephants or if they're mammoths, but they yeah. was not a dinosaur. Yeah. And although it wasn't Dippy that was actually stolen to go on the back of the truck, it was Dippy where he hid the microfiche. Mm-hmm. And it was only about... Four years later, I think, something like 1979, that Dippy was moved into the main hall of the uh, Natural History Museum. Mm -hmm. I know they rotate things quite regularly. This film was quite popular at the time. I think it it made uh, a bit of a profit. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if the appearance of dinosaurs roaming around London and the southeast (laughs) countryside was something that helped with Dippy being moved to where he was. Maybe. But yeah. Generally speaking, I still enjoy this movie. I I take the modern brain and I just look at it in terms of what it was at the time. (laughs) But yeah, well, that's my thoughts on one of our dinosaurs is missing. And by the way, hello, head of (laughs) Pertwee. We said it. We said it. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's completely right. Okay. So while we were watching dinosaurs, we went to the dinosaur invasion. The John Pertwee dinosaur invasion. Yes. For all of those people who go onto Facebook and go, I don't like Doctor Who. <laughs> it's got too woke. 
it's pushing it's these these things about global warming mm. and 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 environment issues down our throat it's not like it used to be <laughs> you know, you watched this then, have you? <laughs> or the Green Death, or a lot else that came out of that time. Yeah. This is probably one of the more interesting stories that covers the whole environmental question when you ignore the special effect of the dinosaur. <laughs> which part of me kind of like would like them to do it with real dinosaurs, real dinosaurs, <laughs> yeah. with better CGI dinosaurs. Yeah. But part of me says, well. Yeah, that that was the best we could get if we didn't get um, Harryhausen to do it. Yeah. Mm. Yes, the dinosaurs and F. But take that bit out of it. It's actually quite an interesting concept. The whole idea of using the, the time scoop to bring the dinosaurs to frighten everyone out of London to then take the planet back to or, or cleanse the planet to a point where you could restart again. It is interesting, I think, both sides of this. You've got them looking for a a power station. It is true. There were proposals for a number of nuclear power plants around. I mean, one of the famous ones in North London is the top-secret Kelvedon Hatch nuclear Mm. fallout shelter. Mm. There was proposals, believe it or not, one time to put a nuclear power plant underneath Leicester Square. And there are quite a few hidden um, but well-known places in and around London in the undergrounds and that part of thing that we used for the military. So that bit, you know, they're tying on to something that was, wasn't unknown at that point. The persuading these apparently intelligent people that they're on a spaceship (laughs) flying to a new planet. If they're in that intelligent, they would know the whole distance thing about distance and all the rest of it. So yeah, there is a question there, but you've got a group of people who are as fanatical as the people who are blind to pollution as it was then the word climate change wasn't that, that well brought in, but were, but you had you had one side that was saying, you know, the world is coming into an end. We are polluting it. We are overpopulating the environmental groups. And you have the other side that's saying, no, we're not. We're doing what's right, etc. And both were as dogmatic about it. Mm. And this, in some respects, I think takes both extremes. But you're looking at the environmental extreme. You're looking at the people who would, super glue themselves to a painting and throw tomato ketchup over it mm. nowadays or the people who would cement them hang out of a of, of um you know a bridge i am not saying they're right or wrong i i actually think you know yes they are right in terms of we do need to look at the pollution as it was then and global but you are dealing with the extreme arm of the of the section and sometimes extremes at either end become blinded to facts now they're not blinded to the fact of what we're doing but because they want to change it so badly because they want to see this new utopia they possibly have persuaded themselves that what they're promised is can be done is being done they're not so extreme that they're prepared to kill the entire population to achieve it (laughs) as we saw at the end but I think there is a level of, of allowance of self-disillusion about the feasibility and possibility. 
And I mean, if the guy has actually shown them anything that can happen, so he may not have brought the dinosaurs back as a display, but he may have done something using that technology. That may have helped persuade them that this is actually possible. Mm. Yates, <laughs> I felt a bit sorry for. I, I understand why he's being made into the traitor, for want yeah. of a better word. And I think he was very much affected by what happened in the Green Death. Mm-hmm. It, this then also, in a way, leads on to Planet of the Spiders. They needed someone on the inside. He would have been one of the people we would have least expected it to until such point as they brought the character out. The commanders and that, yeah, th- this is also feeding into the state wanting to control things and using their power to do so but also being conspiracy because they, they're they supporting the, in this version, the, the, the wrong side of it, the, 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 the environmentalists that want to basically destroy the population for the betterment of a better future. So I think it's actually a really interesting story. How do you argue which are the bad guys? Are they bad for wanting to actually stop human beings from destroying the planet? Yeah, no, possibly, possibly not. People now wouldn't know they weren't alive because, you know, what would happen. Mm. But on the other hand, it would be wholesale murder Mm. from this point of view. So I think the the thing with this story is it's very easy to get caught into the, oh, my God, look at the dinosaurs. They don't even bend at the knees. (laughs) But when you take that out of it, it's actually quite a grown-up story about a grown-up subject that, the grown-ups ignored for, what is it now, 70, 80, 90, 2000, 2020. Yeah, <laughs> and we're still having similar arguments about, well, you know, well, are we polluting as badly as we were? Yeah, should we be? And that kind of stuff. The, the, the environmentalists are still having to super glue themselves to walls to make people say, mm. you are polluting the planet. Mm. So 50 years on, those, those mm. arguments, those concerns are still there i don't think you could do this story now and have it believable if it was set on earth because of the view of the world on environmentalism and environmental catastrophe and on how environmental groups work how the military work how the police work it worked at that time because you were still coming somewhat out of a military mindset of the war etc but yeah, I I actually quite like this story. Um, I say ignoring the dinosaurs, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I find this a really interesting story. I quite like it. I don't like the fact that some of the the, the command I can't remember his name, the guy in charge of the military, Finch, wasn't it? Yeah, um, he is a bit of a stereotypical bad guy. He he's not sweetness and light. I think it would have been more interesting if he'd been pompous and officious and a very apparently a nasty piece of work and then turned out to have not been in cahoots. Mm, yeah. the, the, the sweet, talking, nice, pleasant cabinet member had also managed to hoodwink him. I think that would have been more interesting, but as we've seen from, or as we will, depending on which order you do this from one of our dinosaurs is missing... The 1975s and 1970s were one for tropes, for stereotypes. Mm. But yeah, it, it's, it's, it's not a bad film. As I say, ignore, ignore 
mouth dinosaurs. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were the height of CGI technology at the time. <laughs> honest, governor. <laughs> but yeah, so that that that's my five penneth worth on one of our dinosaurs. Sorry, on 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 the, <laughs> the dinosaur invasion. Anyway, I hope you have a good podcast, and uh, I hope to be back in the room next time. Take care. And from Jean, au revoir. <laughs> Thank you, Jean. Thank you, Jean. Go back to bed. Yes. Cuddle some cats. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, yes. Oh, well, I suppose we better check on the cutter one last time. Oh, yeah. yep. Okay. Um, cupboard? Yeah. Cupboard. And so... It is now time to get on with the Staggering Stories podcast. Yes, okay. Moving rapidly on. Yeah, yeah. I think that wraps it up. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he has finally killed us. <laughs> Lead us out, Crumbly! And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Thank uh, God. <laughs> but, well, hopefully we'll have a full compliment next time. Or at yeah, least some more. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, in the next one, there'll be more of the same. More fun, frivolity and jollity. More news and reviews. More who old and new. Tifa Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> that, so, until that tantalising. Turbulent. Terrifying. Titillating. <laughs> transmogrifying. <laughs> Transgression. Oh. Comes... Teetering. Trolloply. <laughs> terrifically. Towards us. This is me, Crumbly, saying clack. <laughs> Goodbye. Strange women lying in ponds distributing swords is no basis for a system of government. Supreme executive power derives from a mandate from the masses, not some farcical aquatic ceremony. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 413. Featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins and Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended and this is an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. Now where's my cup of tea? Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Nick Cutter. Yeah, from our primeval. Thank you. I've forgotten the name of the show. <laughs> Not imagery. Invasion. <laughs> <laughs> imagery of the dinosaurs. <laughs> it was some imagery there, wasn't it? <laughs> I think that's probably me pinging there. I do apologise. <laughs> Messages. Shut <Yep>. up! <laughs> a wee wee or a big wee? A wee wee. My next bit's the review on um the 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 dinosaur invasion.